This is a Diet of Brussels. What are different actors trying to achieve in the renegotiations? I want to think about this in a, in a kind of broad brushstroke way rather than uh, getting into individual uh, actors because I'll come to those in, in other episodes. But it's useful perhaps here to think a bit about what's going on at the moment. As you'll know, uh, the government has introduced its legislation for a referendum. Uh, David Cameron has started to uh, set out uh, to convince uh, other parties, other countries, of what he wants to do and of his objectives. So it's worth just thinking a little bit about the, the underlying dynamics that are going on here. The first dynamic that I think is really important is that... Uh, Everyone who is involved is trying to show that they are a serious negotiator with serious interests that have to be respected and accommodated. So that means taking uh, account of their point of view, of demonstrating also their ability to block the process if their view isn't taken uh, proper account of. So, for example, you see already Tory backbenchers saying that if the deal that comes out from David Cameron's negotiations isn't uh, tough enough or uh, far enough, that then they'll push for a second vote. Now, we might throw our hands up at that. I certainly would if I had to go through this again. But uh, it's an indication of the power that they have as a result of the small majority that the government holds and its need to uh, try and maintain some semblance of party cohesion. But similarly, David Cameron wants to show that he is able to get some meaningful outcome, just as other member states are interested in showing that this is not solely about the UK and satisfying UK interests, but also about the interests of the system as a whole, not to mention also the interests of other member states. So everyone is going to be talking tough for the next year, if not more. They're going to be trying to show that their views are important and consequential. The second point here, I think, is also that we need to uh, separate out the tensions between uh, the underlying interests uh, that each party has and the, if you like, the jostling for position, the the tactical uh, manoeuvring. One thing that's quite clear, I think, uh, so far, is that the British government doesn't have a strong idea of what it wants to achieve in these uh, negotiations, in terms of the substantive changes and reforms that it wants to secure. So for all of the uh, lightning trips around major European capitals and talks about uh, securing reform, the meaning and the context of reform remains very nebulous. And David Cameron's made it clear that he's not intending to present a list uh, at this stage. Uh, Partly, probably, because he wants to not uh, give too many hostages to fortune at this point. So there's a difference between saying you want reform and saying you want this particular reform. And we might wonder about uh, those who are at the uh, further ends of the Conservative Party who want reform, but in effect the reform they want is something which requires the UK to leave the EU itself. So that might revolve around fundamental changes to basic principles of membership, such as free movement, or it might be uh, an unwillingness to give any ground whatsoever to uh, the interlocutors in those negotiations. However, 
As this negotiation continues, and it clearly is a negotiation, I think what we will see is an attempt to try and find uh, an accommodation between substance and rhetoric. So one of the things that is undoubtedly going to become apparent is the way that people talk about the EU, talk about reform, talk about the objective, is not necessarily going to be the same as the substance of what is discussed. And one of the things, and one of the reasons I want to do this podcast, is precisely to think about how that mismatch occurs and quite where the gaps might lie.